0: What's up, travelers? I am your dungeon master, Morgan, and this is Mindflade Mondays, a podcast where you can follow the heroes of Voxes as they explore the world that floats in the skies. And before we get started, I want to send a special shout out to our partners at Underground Oracle Publishing. UO Publishing are talented creators who make fantastic, amazing pieces of content for D&D dungeon masters everywhere. I'd also like to share that all music and sounds are provided by either Arcane Anthem or Tabletop Audio. I am joined by...
1: Jake. Um, You can find me on social media at my handle, d20deputy. And I will be playing the fallen Asimar Paladin, Abdiel. I will also be unofficially sponsored by... Liquid Death. It Murders Your Thirst. Murders my thirst so that I can murder more monsters.
2: Hi, my name is Justin. I'll be playing the Fire Genussy Warlock of Jace. My social media handle is Conduit.
3: What's up, everyone? My name is Jonesy. I am with uh, Hard Knock Dice. We're a Twitch live stream. We play Mondays and Saturdays. And I am going to be playing Vernalock Summerstone, the Jim Dragonborn Twilight Cleric. So,
0: now, as always, thank you for joining our adventures. last episode we left off after our heroes left Exolus. uh you guys traveled for most of the day with no issues and arrived just outside belmar forest where you met a farmer who gave you some information on the creature that you were hunting and its potential lair after talking to this farmer for a little bit of time you all including him heard his wife scream and upon hearing her scream, you all looked to see what she was terrified of, seeing an individual coming out of the forest, being pursued by the very beast that you were hunting. After the beast basically hulked this guy, slamming him back and forth, back and forth, turning him into a bloody mess, you all charged headfirst into the forest to pursue this creature. Uh, you quickly found the trail, and you headed in the direction that, that the gorillion left off in. And after a short while, you came across some wolves. And after preparing to fight these wolves, an owlbear leaped out, killing one and scaring the rest off. And you found yourselves in a surprise conflict with not one, but two owlbears. Um, After a short fight, you guys were able to uh, chase the two creatures off. Eventually, you did find the abandoned druid home where the gorillion was now living and Abdiel, acting as the party's shield, was able to keep the beast locked in place as the rest of you began pelting it with your spells. Um, after defeating him, you guys took off back towards uh, the farmhouse because it was late. You were able to rest up and leave in the morning. Upon arriving at Aix-Azolus and entering the city, you were stopped by a mage and several arcane order knights. And in this conversation, you found out that they were demanding that Abdiel turn himself in. We are now in this moment watching as the mage has his men put these strange enchanted bindings on Abdiel's arms, his wrists, and begin to turn and walk away. I would like for Vernalax and Jace Give me a perception check.
3: Hmm, starting it off with a Let's go. Uh, that is an 11. That's a dirty 20 for me.
0: Jace, you are just in shock at what's happening to Abdiel. You, you know, you're replaying everything since you met this guy, trying to understand why they would think there was something wrong with him. He just risked his life for you just yesterday putting himself between you and this giant four-armed gorilla and now he's being drugged away in chains like he's some type of criminal. And it's hard for you to really focus on anything else. Vernalax, you spot, even though you are c- very concerned in this situation about what's happened to Avdiel, you do notice that Lord Saren, along with another group of knights, seems to be approaching the situation. And you hear him call out, excuse me, what is going on here? And he's looking at you guys.
4: Our friend here is being detained by one of your own.
0: He turns to the young man. Uh, the, the mage that's in front of you is—he's not as old as, as Saren, uh, and he looks at him. What is the meaning of this? The, in, in the the mage looks at him and kind of smirks. It is on the orders of Tribune Quarion, and Saren seems to be a little bit annoyed when he hears that, and he kind of snaps up. And, these are members of the guild, the Adventurer's Guild, and therefore there are laws in place preventing them from just being apprehended without speaking to the guild first. To which this mage turns to you. Oh, you are members of the uh, Adventurer's Guild, yes? Yep. Can you provide me proof of this? I'd like to see your badge, your, your, your medallion of some sort to prove that you are in fact official members of the Adventurer's Guild.
4: We can absolutely do that. Follow us back to the go- Goring Swordsman. No, no, I,
0: you, you misunderstand. I need to see it now, or I am not... I do not have to oblige. Did we, the, not get something? The,
2: Did we not get something?
3: We never made it there.
1: No, we didn't. We had to complete this this mission in order to earn our membership. Right, okay. And So we, like, finished the mission, and... We were supposed to go turn it in, and then we were going to get our badges. Right.
2: <clears throat> Actually, no, sir, no badges. sir, we were on yes. our way to go get officially inducted into the Adventurer's Guild until, you know, we were apprehended by your people.
0: Oh, so you're not members of the Adventurer's Guild at this time?
2: Technically, no. But also technically, yes.
0: Hmm. Well, I would say to you, go gain your proof that this man here is, in fact, a member of the Adventurer's Guild, and then we will work on releasing him. Until then, he is in our custody. And he looks at Lord Saren. Lords must obey by the laws that we all do. Yes. And Saren looks annoyed, takes a big breath. Yes, you are correct. So... Do what you must.
1: Uh, Abdiel will turn to Vernalax and Jace, and he'll just give them a curt nod, and he says to his companions, I trust
4: you. We'll be back shortly. Don't go anywhere. Oh,
0: We are going somewhere. Uh, you can meet us at the Arcanium Order's official uh, buildings inside the, the school.
2: We'll be sure to meet you there, sir. Are they turned around?
0: Please do. And <laughs> and they start yes, they, they turn around with Abdiel. Uh so cool. I flipped them off. <laughs> Saren kind of like looks at you and smirks.
2: <clears throat>
0: and as they move off down the street with Abdiel, uh Saren turns back to you. I am terribly sorry for what has happened to your friend.
4: What has happened to our friend? Well,
0: um, as As you, I'm sure, are aware, he has been wanted for potential use of nefarious magics. Uh, There was reports of him doing some things that were not considered normal and may be, in fact, dark magic. Uh, This is usually, when this happens, we have people that go out, look for these members, secure them and bring them back in for questioning, interrogations. Uh, and potentially, um, you know, dealing with them in other ways if necessary.
4: And who but is Tribune,
0: or Tribune? Tribune? Tr- so Tribunes, um, Tribune Quarian, uh, they are designed to, they're put in place to help guide the areas they're, they're responsible for making sure that magics aren't being used. My, my job as a lord is overseeing everything, knowing what's going on, and knowing who to send where. With the tribunes, they're, they're not necessarily my superiors, they're definitely beneath me in, in ranking standings. But there are rules and laws that are in place that prevent me from just stopping them from doing their job. He is that individual there is working for the tribune, and they are doing their jobs. Abdiel was accused of dark magic and there has to be an investigation Uh, but if you are official members of the Adventurer's Guild, they can't just take him up, they have to get approval from the other guild because it's kind of a a no-no to take a member of a guild without consulting that guild first Um, so there would have to be paperwork done and approvals, you know, taken care of, but it would buy us enough time to get Abdiela out and perhaps prove that he is not what he, what they think he is.
2: I have an idea. Vern, you're bigger than me. So Vern, you're bigger than me. Go with them just to make sure that, you know, nothing happens on the way there and I will go get the three of us verified.
4: I'm gonna go ahead and let you know i am not sneaky so if i'm walking behind them i will be very very obvious
2: you literally just have to go with them into the building it's not hard
4: all right
0: um they won't let you go in unless you are either a member of the the order or bringing official documentation from the guild i can go there and try to slow down the process a little bit to give you time to get the paperwork. If you guys want to go together, I mean, you can follow Vernalax if you wish, but I'm planning on doing the same with with my own unit to make sure that no harm comes to Abdiel.
4: If you, I would do more harm than good, you go follow and slow down or stop what you can. Jace, you and I will go back to the Goring Sword. Yep, I'll we'll meet you there.
0: All right. Well, let's hope that nothing happens while we get this sorted. And he turns and tells his men to follow, and they all move quickly in the direction that uh, Abdiel was just taking to catch up to those those other knights. And you two are left standing in the street, a crowd of people looking at this Dragonborn and Janasi who have just been arguing with the Arcane Order and having another member of the Arcane Order, a high member of the Arcane Order coming over and communicating with. And you know, this isn't something that people normally see in the streets. I mean, let alone seeing you two in the streets is not normal but seeing this whole thing, so there's a lot of people just gawking, staring at you as you guys are left alone in the street. I am
2: going to ignore them. Oh, get back to work! And I am just going to go to the bar.
0: I love that, Bruno. Get back to work, and Jace just starts walking. <laughs> Alright. Uh, as you guys head back towards the Goring Swords, when you make your way through the streets, over some bridges, um, you don't see those kids this time.
2: It's Traumatized. Uh, <laughs> but as
0: you get closer, yeah. As you get closer, you do recognize the familiar familiar structure of the Goring Swordsman. And as you walk into the place, you see um, Orla cleaning, and she immediately looks up to see who comes in. And you see it on her face, like a smile. And then it quickly just kinda uh, goes into an annoyed look. You three, two, better have gotten that job done. Or I am going to have to ask you to leave because of that nice little scene you you started yesterday.
2: I don't know what you're talking about, but yes, we got the job done. Nice.
0: Where is your friend? Don't worry about There's, it. Um, can we please? Where's yeah. <laughs> we, well, I, I need to make sure that I give him his. Did he make it? Did oh, he, he die? oh no, he's
2: he's alive. He's just you know possibly
4: going to jail to be executed. <laughs> so can we? Um, for what? Can, oh God. Something that he did not do. So it is in our best interest, and Abdiel's, if you could work quickly to induct him into the Adventurers Guild. Well,
0: yes, yes, but who who is taking him? And she's writing the, the paperwork up. Um, she hands, puts her hand out for the teeth.
4: The arcane order. Uh, I give the teeth.
0: Oh, that's that's not going to do. They can't just take members of our of our guild. The moment you completed the task, even though you did not have these official medallions, you were members of of the guild. So. Um, she begins to write wait, a special letter.
2: Wait,
4: what? He lied to us. Uh, no, no,
0: well, uh, he has to have proof. Uh, what I'm saying is, you're grandfathered in. As, as in, even though you didn't have the medallions, you have completed the task. You are considered from that moment by our standards, members of the guild. Meaning, when he, they apprehended him, you fall under our jurisdiction so they have to consult with us. So what I'm saying is, is we can take care of this. And she begins writing up the letter and she takes some time and she hands, she goes to hand it to you, Jace, and then she stops and she looks at Renalax. No offense to you. you. He seems a little bit more reliable in making sure this letter gets to the right people. She saw you kick that, trip that guy last time.
2: <laughs> himself, and he got into his own fight <laughs> I won't throw
4: this one over my shoulder.
2: I don't believe you thank
0: you <laughs> So she's like well I mean as far as I can tell your, your friend has proven himself honor and, and and honest so he's definitely a member so she then hands you each a platinum medallion um and a, and a third one for for uh, Abdil and you look at him, and you see like what looks like a four-pointed star etched on it. And there are markings. Now, there are advantages to being part of the guild, but we'll go over those when you guys go and bring Abdiel back. That way I can bring it to, bring it to his attention. Um, you guys were going to be working with Lord Saren, correct? That that was the information I was given. Indeed. I There's an, another new member here who, who was highly interested in those... Um, crash sites and she was also interested in working with the, the arcane order perhaps she could join you um, at least to see if, if she fits lord Saren's criteria for those that they need for for these type of tasks she's quite capable she's very handy with a bow um, and she points over and you guys see uh, kylie go ahead and introduce yourself and describe your character
5: Hi, I'm Kylie. Uh, you can f- find me at various social medias at history underscore Kylie, and I play the Arakoka Ranger Aka Light Feathers. So, what the two of you see is a very uh, tiny owl um, with just like golden brown feathers, uh, sort of perched. Like it's she's sitting, but like it's more of a perch, and she's just like sitting there at the table, uh, drinking something out of a mug, and is like in the ways that owls do. Um, has turned her head, um, nearly around to like interact with or to, to watch the interaction that you've been having. Um, and when um, Orla is at the bar. The Orla. Orla yeah so Orla's when she uh points me out my head turns back around and I look down at the the back at my my drink cuz I'm very excited. you can tell that I'm excited cuz I'm kind of like uh puffed up a little like like cute little birds do when they're like happy and excited <laughs> and uh so that's what you, that's what you initially see
0: oh my <laughs> and honestly it's a, a very interesting sight for both of you because Um, it's not that, that, that this, that these people are rare to you, you, you you know, they exist. There's a lot of them out in the world, but they mostly live in the part of the world known as, um, Exutha. It's basically where all the beast races chose to live. Um, it's like a free territory. It's not really ruled. It's a bunch of different clans. They form their own clans. Some of them are just all like rabbit folk. Some are all Leonins. Uh, or Baxis, but there's also a lot of communities where it's mixed races there, and they have their own communities, and they don't usually leave Exutha, uh, except a few
4: uh, rare occasions. Well, hello, Luton. My name is Well, You can call me Vern.
5: Okay, Vern. I'm Akka, and you can call me Akka.
4: I shall do so. Okay, this is Jace. I'll slap yep, my hand. Yeah, I
2: raise my hand and then I think about all the times that I have set things on fire and then I rate lower my hand. Hey, how you doing?
5: Jace. So, are you both uh, folks that I'm going to be working with?
4: I guess perhaps. We are in a bit of a rush actually. Um okay. We we would love to talk. Um if you would love to follow us. Yes. But we do need to go. Hey.
5: And uh, the moment that uh, Vern says that we need to go, Akka is like up and moving like faster than he could even imagine she is to the door. And it's like, okay, where are we going?
4: Where are we going?
0: <laughs> you you know where you're going. You're going to the Arcane Orders, <laughs> um, basically their their buildings, which is inside the school. Um you, it's kind of where Saren had told you where to meet him when you guys were done, if you remember. When, when you guys first arrived in the city, he gave you the directions of how to get to where he was. And as you guys leave, there are several people in the, in the, the bar that do remember you from the other night. A couple of them give you guys kind of some side glances, but most of them, seeing that you wear your, your, your badges, give you a nod. And like kind of like a, all right, you're one of us. You're welcome here. And
2: Do I see that guy who I tripped at all?
0: Give me a perception roll. Oh, Lord.
2: <laughs> That's five.
0: Nope. If he's here, he's lost in the crowd. And you guys make your make your way out into the night. It wouldn't be night. It'd be daytime. You guys make your way out into the day on the streets and start weaving through the different streets and ways and the alleys and over bridges. You can see the, the river walk from here uh, as you get to a certain part. And you didn't realize there was a river walk here, but basically what it is is you see like a little pathway on two sides of this man-made river that runs through the city and all along it are restaurants and taverns and different types of entertainment establishments. And it just looks like a fun touristy location where you can have a great time. It's a great nightlife. Um, but you guys don't really have time to enjoy it in the moment as you're trying to go and to Abdiel. And, and as you make your way past the sounds of the people enjoying themselves and the music and get further away, you start to see this huge campus. Think of like Notre Dame. It's like this huge campus, but with wizards. (laughs) And you can see in the middle of the the campus is a huge towering structure um, that raises almost as high as the castle from where it is. It is, I mean, it's got to be at least 20 floors high, this structure. It's huge, and it's very imposing. And as you guys walk through the front gates, which are open to the public, and you see immediately walking in, you see different uh, younger spellcasters off on the side, and people walking in, and these spellcasters are all practicing magic, almost like uh, street magicians. And you can see that there are people coming in and enjoying the different shows that are going on, and then you also notice that there are several knights working certain areas, patrolling, making sure nobody's getting rowdy or trying to do anything wrong. Also keep an eye on the, the mages, ensuring that they're not, you know, abusing magic in any way while, while there's visitors there. And one of the, one of the, what looks like probably a first-year student comes up to you, um, hi, uh, you, you guys don't seem to be here for the show. You definitely don't look like tourists. Um... Is there somebody you're looking for?
2: you are looking for. We're looking for Lord Saren. Yeah. I'm sorry, or uh, a Wow.
0: You guys came here for some big name people. Um, he looks over at at, at your newest companion, Akka, and kind of gives her like a double take, like, uh, and then just kind of turns back to you guys. Um, well. I think you guys can head over there to the to the entrance to the large tower, and speak to those guards, and they can probably deliver a message to whoever you need to inside.
4: Thank you, and good luck on your show. Ah, thank
0: you. Um, I'm not really doing a show today. I'm just kind of observing the second years and seeing what they're doing and trying to understand magic in itself. But uh, I'm sure that's boring to you. Have a have a good day. Indeed. And. He turns and goes back over to watching the older students, and you guys see right in front of you several guards looking at you guys at this point because seeing that you were having a conversation with them and the kid pointing at them, they seem to be waiting for your approach.
2: Hi, we're here to talk to uh, Lord Saren or the Tribute Quarian.
0: And who might you
2: be? We are no, we go are on. Here...
5: Oh, I-, I was just saying, we're adventurers and we've uh, I think from what I understand there was some sort of misunderstanding um, and you have our compatriot so um, if it would be if you would do so kind to let us through I would really appreciate it and um, what Akka would like to do ugh, and I, I would like to see if I could sleight of hand um, my my signet for the uh, Arcanium Order, so that um, Verilax and Jace can't see.
2: Okay, can I do perception? Can <laughs> I do a perception check?
0: I mean, yes. It'd be a perception versus sleight of hand. I mean, but you guys are looking. You see her like talking. Um, Thirteen. <gasps> Damn.
3: My my passive perception is seventeen.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I rolled a six. I... So you
0: uh... see her. It looks like she's got some type of signet with the eye on it. You're not sure what that means that she has it. She's not, she's clearly not a wizard, um, but she shows it to him. And the guy looks at her, looks at it, and he ponders for a minute, looks at all of you. (sighs) All right. I will allow you inside. Um, who do you need to speak to? I mean, you're saying multiple names. I'm, I'm not going to go and bother Lord Saren if this is something that, uh, the Tribune can handle. To see Lord Saren,
5: please. All
0: right. If this comes back on me, I'll make your life
4: very painful. Oh, it... You will do nothing of the sort.
5: Oh, it, it's fine, uh, Vernalax. Nothing's going to happen.
4: All right. And he
0: opens the doors and reluctantly moves you guys inside and let somebody know. You see him move over and talk to what looks like a clerk looks up to you guys and motions for you to come over to a very nice waiting area, uh, very comfortable chairs, interesting books to look through, and he tells you, uh, just give me one moment I will uh, go see if Lord Saren is available. And he ushers off very quickly up some several flights of stairs and you guys find yourself alone in this nice waiting room with multiple books. You have a moment to talk if you wish.
2: I'm going to look at Akka and just, like, raise an eyebrow.
5: Um, Akka looks back at Jason, just, uh, uh, sort of puffs out her, her feathers and goes, there's much to know about my people. You've just met me.
2: There is, but what was that that you
5: showed the guard? Um, and I think at this time, Akka is okay with them seeing that she has a connection, because... Lord, uh, Orla had already said that this adventuring party, uh, was working in response to Lord Saren's stuff. So, uh, she's gonna say, Lord Saren gave me this signet ring, and, um, it was, it's meant to, to get me into places when I need to speak to him. Hmm.
4: Well, is your
2: curiosity settled, Jace? Yes. How long have you been working with him?
5: Not long.
2: All right then. And that'll be that.
0: <laughs> I love how I love how Jace is just like, Yeah, sure. It's good. And I just picture you know that scene from like uh from The Simpsons where Homer like slowly vanishes into the bushes? <laughs> Pretty much. It's like Jace. Yeah, it's good for now.
2: Pretty much. Pretty much that. <laughs>
0: um, and after, as you guys are having this conversation, you do, a few minutes later, you hear somebody coming down the stairs and you see the clerk once more. Uh, Lord Saren says he's um, he's ready to see you. Uh, just head up the stairs, uh, three flights, and then it'll be the first door on your right.
2: Thank you.
0: And he bows and and motions for you to... Take the flight when you're ready.
5: Aka just starts hopping up the steps. And I think if... if, Are these staircases big enough that she can fly up the stairs? Uh,
0: Yes. I mean, inside this tower... I mean, now that you guys are going up the stairs, you realize this isn't like a a tight little stairwell. This thing's huge. And, you know, just going from the floor up to the roof, the, the floors themselves are really long. I mean, you can't, like... You could probably fly a little bit, but it does require a little bit of, uh, concentration and, and, you know, and, and skill, but it is wide enough for you to fly up a little bit here and there and kind of skip around if you wish.
5: Okay. Just cause like hopping upstairs, like, I don't know if you've ever watched a bird hop upstairs, but it's very slow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And You guys make the, the journey up the stairs and you do find the door on the right. It's a, it's it's a wooden door, but it it's like this dark, almost black wood, uh, and you can see beautiful carvings into the door, and they seem to say, in a language, what languages do you guys all speak? Uh,
5: I speak. No, oh, go, go ahead. On. That's it. I speak Kokra Orin, Celestial, Common, and Draconic
2: speak celestial common draconic and primordial
3: primordial celestial common and draconic
0: okay so the primordial it says his name and title on the door but it's in primordial huh that's cool and you you knock on the door and it opens on its own and you see him sitting at his desk hands together um smiling well, that was very quick. Did you get everything sorted? Have you talked to um, the Tribune yet?
2: No, we came to talk to you. We thought that you'd be able to slow them down.
0: Oh, yes. I mean, I, I put paperwork in, and uh, for now, Abdiel's just being detained, and they're not allowed to um, speak with him or do anything else because I, I told them yes we'll follow the laws but there is a, a good chance that he is a member of the guild and we don't want to question before we can confirm that so that kind of made them hesitant so um, tribune was not very happy with that and he looks over at you akka and kind of like oh uh, you're with him it's nice to uh see you here with them
5: Yes, well, Orla was very uh, kind in making sure that I was um, hook, uh, connected with these, these kind folks. Um, and thank you so much for being my recommendation because I know that all of your grand travels, uh, you were just so kind and I appreciate it.
0: Yes, you're welcome. I'm glad that I can help and get you associated with them. So I, I assume that means you're going to be taking up the tasks that we had spoken about, about the, the crash sites as well? Yes. Good, good. Yes. Um, do you have the paperwork so I can submit it to the Tribune? I, honestly, I'm kind of glad you brought it to me first. I get to walk over and hand it to him directly. Then I'll wipe that grin off his face for
3: the day.
4: Yeah, I, I would love to see
3: nothing. Yeah, we got it right here. And Vernal X will...
0: Well, just wait here. I will go hand the paper to the Tribune, and we'll get Amdiel up here immediately. Um, while all this is going on, Amdiel, uh, you—the moment they handcuffed you—it was strange. You felt um, your connection to you're still you were still connected to your God, but you felt like something was blocking that connection, preventing you from being able to. Access any of your gifts of magic from him, and it was a very odd feeling. Uh, you, f- you felt almost hollow, uh, and and even when you were brought in, they took the handcuffs off. But you noticed that the ch- the chamber that they put you in has these strange gems that kind of and runes marked all around the walls that give off the same glow as those uh, shackles that they had put on your wrists, and you still feel that slight hole that where that connection is being blocked and when you were first brought into the chamber you saw this um, half elven individual um, he he, he's, he looked like a withered half elf he didn't look old but he looked like he had been through something very terrible uh, he was withered and he was very tall and lean, and he had these bright amber eyes, and the moment you and, and a very long nose, and the moment you were brought in, he was already there. They brought you in, pushed you in there, closed the door. Within less than a minute, the door was being opened again, and you see him stepping in with these bright blue robes and a symbol on his robe similar to that of Lord Saren, but it didn't look quite as fancy. Meaning he's probably not nearly as high-ranking as Lord Saren is himself. And he just kind of looks at you for a minute. And he starts to walk in to talk to you. He's like, finally, we can deal with this. We can deal with you. And he says it almost with distaste and mistrust.
1: I understand that you feel you must do what you must do. But I can assure you, I mean you know ill will, and I bear no grudge against you, sir.
0: You know, there is a time when I would have given you a chance, but we'll get to the bottom of your what you are very soon. But I do have some questions. And right when he says that, you hear a <laughs> on the door behind him. And he's like, I told you not to disturb me. And you, the door just immediately swings open as if by magic. And Lord Saren is there. For the record, this is all while you guys were away. Um, And Lord Saren's like, "Ah, Tribune, my friend. What is it, Saren? Well, uh, you have a friend of mine here, and he is part of the Adventuring Guild. I was informed that you tried to use that tactic on my men, but from what I was told, he has no... Official connection with him. And he's like, let's step outside and have a talk. So you see Saren and this individual who did not introduce himself to you. But all you heard him called was the Tribune. Step out into the hall. And you hear them kind of bickering. But you can't really make out the words. And you hear somebody get really angry and stomps off. And Lauren Saren comes back to the door. Your friends are trying to get the, the proof. Just, I've Sarah, got them to leave you alone if, for a little bit. If Just I might, stay in uh, here for the time being. And we'll get...
1: I think, and I...
0: Yes. It's,
1: I remember. I remember what happened. And I want you to know that I bear no ill will against these men. I I would like answers as much as they would. But I thank you for your assistance.
0: Well, I'm happy to assist. You saved my friend Grava, and you helped deal with one of the crash sites and the things that came out of it. As far as I'm concerned, you are a hero. And if you want answers, I think we can help you with that. But I'd rather do that as allies rather than some of my people who are very quick to labeling somebody as evil for something they don't understand. So let's get you out of here first, do some do some good with these crash sites, and then maybe we'll find some answers in the process and get them to trust you and not see you as a threat.
1: You must hear this often, but I feel it important to tell you, you are a good man.
0: Be surprised how often how little I do hear that. Um, I appreciate your kind words, but we'll get this sorted. I'm going to go wait in my office till your friends arrive. I've. Do you need anything?
1: Done more with less. I will be fine.
0: And um, he turns to one of the guards. He's not going to go anywhere. You stay here. You go get him some water. And. The guard looks kind of hesitant, but then he realizes that he's talking to one of the lords, and he, like, nods and immediately heads off to get it. And you see Saren kind of follow after him very slowly, leaving. and after several minutes, he brings you back some water, and you're alone with that empty feeling in your chest, but with a sense of hope that things are going to be okay. And... After about another 20, 30 minutes go by. You hear somebody coming down, opening the door. And you see the Tribune holding some letter and it looks like it's crumpled in his hand. It seems that I am not allowed to deal with you yet, so you are free to leave. I think your friends are in Lord Saren's office. They do wish for you to meet them there. These gentlemen will escort you there. Thank you. Yes. And he turns and leaves before you or anybody else can say anything to him. And these guys lead you upstairs. Uh, did
1: they take my
0: stuff? They did. But as they come to you, uh, as he comes down, you see that they have the stuff in their hands.
1: Who's carrying all my your sword? Stuff. It doesn't
0: look like it's been tampered with. <laughs> 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 one of the knights is like carrying it with like two hands. and He's like
4: Jesus. It's like
0: he's like
4: <laughs> I was trying to drag
2: a couch like from one end. And actually, actually, like part of the
0: blade is kind of like every so often, like hitting the ground.
2: <laughs> he's like, <laughs> no, you know, no, you know what? Actually, the three of us are upstairs. Be like, do you hear that?
5: I think Akka hops up and looks and is like there is a very large knight who's struggling with a you know, normal, normal looking like, sword. Look like? I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I describe <laughs> what, what Abdiel's sword looks like uh, to them. Yeah,
0: You'd and be like, seeing him like, coming out of one of the other structures because you're looking out the window inside of, of uh, Lord Saren's office and that's where you would notice them coming out and he's like dragon. The knights are great. They didn't give you the weapons as soon as you came out. They kind of escort you outside and you guys can kind of hear, even from here, you can hear that all the way across from there. And as she's like describing it, Abdiel they like hand you your stuff and they point you to, to the tower and they kind of tell you where to go. And you, you can see Abdiel making his way across towards the tower. I'm assuming unless Abdiel, you're going somewhere else. Are you, are you going? No,
2: I'm, I'm <laughs> going to go I'm going to head to the tower.
0: I don't want to speak for you and tell you you're going there. If you're like, no, nah, I'm just going to walk around out here for a little bit. You know, they can come find me. Um, Oh, I'll head <laughs> So, after several short minutes, you guys hear the familiar steps of Abdiel coming up the stairs, and his armor kind of clanking, and the door opens, and you are once again reunited with Abdiel, and Saren's sitting at his desk. Welcome back, my friend. I see all as well, yes?
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Yes. So... everything's good yes with everybody are we all good is there any questions anything i need to help you with right this moment
1: i do have a question yes who who is this bird woman that is and and i apologize i mean no offense i've just not encountered one of your kind in any memory that i possess
5: oh you're fine most people haven't seen a person like me, so all is good.
1: And what is your name? I'm Akka. Well, Akka, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. My name is Abdiel.
5: I'm glad that, to have you back, Abdiel. We are all have a mission, and you are the last piece to it.
1: Well then, it would seem that you all have some information to share. I hand him um, the Adventurer's hey. Guild token. And a smile will come over his face. Ah! So it would seem that you've been to see Orla. I suppose that I have you to thank, my friends.
4: No need to thank us at all. Um. suppose we do need to figure out our next steps from here, though.
0: As you guys kind of say that, Lord Sairns, Um. yes, well, as I said before, you guys are now official members of the Vincer's Guild, and with everything that we're dealing with, I can now officially hire you to help us out with several things that are going on. For example, um, I don't know if you are aware of how many crash sites are on the continents, on the Soaring Lands, but there are currently nine known sites around the continent. Several of which we've already been able to establish some sort of um, control or observance over, uh, but there are others that we have not been able to quite get um, into the area that we need to be. And beyond the ones in the, the soil lands, there are reports of a couple that went down into the drift. So I don't know where those are for the time being, but I worry about that because the drift is constantly shifting, which means those crash sites, if they hit any of the islands, have plenty of time to grow and develop and change and do their damage. Um, But what I need you guys to work on, there's, like I said, we have the ones here in Ethos. There's actually two in Ethos that have been uh, quarantined, per se. Uh, And one of the two sites in Eris, and which is the one that's the nearest of their capital, was quickly secured. Though some monsters did escape that crash site and go into the mines. We're dealing with it. Um, I do have several men hunting there as we speak, but there is one is one—an that needs to be dealt with, uh, but we're still working out the logistics with uh, the the different dwarven clans there to allow us to go and uh, investigate further. It's a little close to the Exutha border, and he looks over at you, Akka, and there has been trouble with several of the tribes there in Exutha. So, getting that close to the border could cause problems. Which is why the Dwarven clans are hesitant to just allow us to go there. Further, there is another one to the north here in Oglar, which is the, the Barbaric Tribes. I don't know if you know much about what's going on. I would say Jace might know and Akka might know. Uh, Abdi, I mean, I guess all of you might know. Go ahead, if any of you have history... Give me, give me a history check.
1: 18. How far back is this history?
0: <laughs> no, this is this is this is all recent. This is all stuff within the last six months. Oh
5: gosh, I only got nine. Okay. I did surprisingly
2: well in history class.
5: Aka did not pay attention in history class.
2: <laughs> I got a 14. And what'd you get, Jace? 18.
0: Nice. And did you w- roll Vern?
3: Uh, I did. Just an 11 for me.
0: Okay. And so yeah, Vernalax you have been so busy helping around that you haven't really been up to date with what's been happening and like the politics of the world. Um, Abdiel, during your travels and trying to stay low profile, you did pick up a few conversations here and there. Something about the, the barbaric tribes. There, there was a clan leader who named himself after the, the territory, Oglar II, who began to pull everybody together or at least the tribes and trying to get the other nations to recognize them as more than barbarians that raid. And he, he basically, he wanted to be recognized as a nation and there's been a lot of concern, but you're not quite sure what was happening with that. Uh, Jace, you know that he has established, uh, sort of like a, a treaty with the other nations uh, for travel and trade. Um, but it's all kind of, you know, early stages and they really have to be careful if they screw it up, then uh, the, the other nations are going to go back to not trusting them and not trading with them. And you also know that within that, that territory, uh, several of the tribes, especially the Broken Bone, the tribe of the Broken Bone, is very against this new way of thinking. They like the ability to raid and take what they want. And they are very much against this, and, and this clan is trying to disrupt uh, everything that's going on in in that territory. And so there's almost like a little inner war between the tribes and the clans. Um, but so far, Oglar seems to have been winning that that kind con- of confrontation. But he tells you, with you knowing this, he tells you that in Oglar, um, That conflict seems to have changed in the last few days. Oglar had been winning the fight uh, against this tribe. But recently, that tribe seems to have gained, in the last three, four days, that tribe has gained a lot of strength. And there is believed to be something else behind it. And that is the concern. So they need to investigate this to see what is going on. And so I need help with either Nexutha over near Eris, or we need to go and deal with these tribes to the north right now. I don't know what you guys feel more comfortable with going towards
5: I think Akka looks at Lord Saren and then looks back at, at uh, the other three and goes Well, I think just based off of the the pressing matter of it of of uh the barbaric tribes um, if they're truly if if there's a civil war that has been going on we have to stop that before it, it gets bad
1: what do I know what does Abdil know about Oglar the second and what he like he's trying to form an established well organized hmm. nation a, na-
0: a nation of goblin uh, orc cobalts um, I... as well as uh, human tribes.
1: But like in in attempting to do that is he trying to like civilize the area versus these other people who are like no 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 we want to stay barbaric and like continue raiding and pillaging and stuff. Well
0: I mean you, you don't know a lot about Oglar but just from the little bit of information you had gotten you had gotten the sense that he was trying to lead them into a more civilized future. Um he's not trying to go to war with the other. He wants the other nations to recognize them. He wants to have trading. Uh, Cause right now, because of all the raids and the conflict between the different borders, um, the other nations have never really had open trade with them. And so he, he wants a better life for the people, but he knows that he has to push them into areas that they're not comfortable with. He's trying to get them to go away from some of those barbaric well, ways.
1: As a knight of the golden hand and a paladin I would uh, I would have to say that I agree with Akka I would uh, I have to sort of side with the concept of trying to help establish a civilized nation
4: yeah
5: I think Akka looks over at Abdeel and just shakes her head up and down and goes, yes, of course, I, yes. I
4: would like to help as much as possible, but we cannot leave these crash sites unattended for too long. Well, this is one of the crash sites.
0: There was a crash site that hit in the na- that, that territory up there, and I believe it's connected to this drastic change in the power flux between the, the Broken Bone Clan and Oglar and the people he's trying to lead. I think whatever they came across at that crash site has given them a, a little bit of a boost in what they're trying to accomplish versus what Oglar is trying to accomplish. Understood. I'm
1: a I'm an I'm an Oath of the Crown Paladin. I'm all about helping civilization flourish. <laughs> I'm all about helping Oglar to establish this nation and and vie for a pe- more peaceful coexistence between the nation he's trying to build and and everyone else versus having some renegade tribe usurp that initiative. Yeah, let's do it. Jace, Absolutely.
4: J- Jace how do you feel about this?
2: No, I'm sorry. I thought you heard me earlier, but um, yeah, I think we should go there. We can knock out two birds with, oh, we can knock out two objectives. No.
5: <laughs> mm. you, you can see two birds with one stone. That's okay. We do, we do hunt other birds. Oh, um, God. You know, I am a raptor. Uh, I, I tear things apart with my feet. It's fine. <laughs> I have a very sharp beak.
4: We'll kill two birds with all one bird. <laughs> exactly.
2: Oh, God. I don't think I like that. But yes, we'll, <laughs> we'll go there.
0: All right. So um, I do know that there is a there is a group of traveling halflings that are going to be leaving in a day or so uh, heading that direction they're not going to the territory but they're going to be going near it the person that runs the the caravan is is a friend of mine perhaps you could go along with them just to make sure that nothing happens to the caravan while you guys are going in the same direction um plus you might have a good time with them they are quite enjoyable companionship i've traveled with them several times before i and became a lord.
1: And what is this caravan leader's name? Ah,
0: Well, you will have to talk with Isengar uh, Sandheaver. He will be uh, at the, the Northern Gate t- tomorrow, early in the morning.
2: Isengar Sandweaver, you said?
0: Isengar Sandheaver.
2: Sandheaver, sorry. Yes. Uh, Heaver. He heaves the no, sand. Of course, that would be stupid. <laughs> Weave the sand.
0: Him and his, him and several others, they, they travel along and, uh, they mostly just travel from town to town and enjoy the sights, do a little bit of trading. Um, I believe Gudla is also a talented bard and, uh, Gundo likes to make a lot of pies and they sell those in different places. So they just kind of make their living as traveling, uh, vagabonds, really. But they are a nice lot. Do like pie. Oh, then you'll like Gundo's pie. So, um, I'm not sure if you were able to speak with your guild and get all the information needed from them about your new ranking, um, or if there's any other business you want to take care of in the city, but now would be the time to do it before the morning.
2: Okay. Do we have anything else that we need to take care of?
0: You do have magic items. I will say this, guilds in my world, they usually have, it's not just like you're in a guild and that's it. Um, Rankings give you certain benefits. Oh. Yeah.
2: Ooh.
0: I would say you guys would probably head back to the tavern at least to get set up and you would learn that you guys are all classified as the initiative level uh, which means when you guys travel to certain parts of the world airship costs are 50% less with official vessels that are associated with the guild and you also have access to free uh, item identification with certain individuals that work with the guild inside Exolus there's a, a individual by the name of Ilodin and they have a shop called images and ink and they are very talented in identifying magical items
3: that is exactly what we need yeah you said orla told told us this uh when we got the badges from her. i would
0: say well, no you guys after you guys would finish up here you would go back and you could probably gain that information um just just for sake of brevity um, so after you leave here, you would learn from Orla at the tavern. Uh, she would You guys can sleep at the tavern for a fraction of the cost normally. They charge uh, a silver. You guys can stay there for uh, two copper and have your own individual rooms at the, the Goring Swordsman. And she would also tell you that you would want to speak with Illidan anytime you guys find some items of potential value.
1: Well... What a coincidence. We may or may not
0: have some you know, of those. I would suggest you check Illidan's shop, and she tells you exactly where it is. It's actually near, it's somewhere right between the the mage's the mage district here, and or where you were just at, and the shop. Or not the shop, the tavern. Sorry, the tavern of the Goring Swordsman. And that's where the, the shop is.
1: What do you say we go sure. find out what we picked up?
4: It sounds good. Did this job come in with any payment? Um, yes, it did. Uh, and I,
0: she hands you guys 200 gold pieces.
4: How do we want to divide
1: this? 200 does not divide evenly three ways. Maybe we can just do fifty four ways.
4: We could. I'm sure Akka will need her supplies as well if she's going to be traveling with us.
5: Yes. Um. Only if you want to share. Otherwise, I am okay.
1: I am not opposed to this.
5: Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, that would mean you guys would each get uh, 50 gold pieces. So add that to your character sheets. Awesome. After speaking with Saren uh, and learning more from the guild about your access to identifiers and uh, cheaper rates, you guys do make your way towards Illidan's Images and Ink, which is, as I was saying earlier, it's kind of between uh, the tavern and... The um, Arcane Orders location. It's actually part of what is kind of dubbed the Arcane District. It's a series of roads and alleys filled with various shops dedicated to providing wares to spellcasters, mostly like shops that have like little ingredients and things for spells and different things like that, like diamonds, uh, orbs of different types of magical properties. It, it, a lot of it really doesn't make sense to most of you. Uh, But you can see why spellcasters would enjoy this as part of the city. And you immediately notice Illidan's shop. Because it's a single-story timber structure with a freshly repaired red-tiled roof. And there's a sign that hangs over the door swaying back and forth. And it shows um, strange runes on the thing. And right around the runes. And the runes are delicately, you know, carved into the, into the board and it just looks really fancy. Uh, and it, when you look at it, you think it's runes, but then you realize it, it looks like a three eyes that are kind of like cursive into the thing. Inside the store, you walk in and you look around and you can see several shelves that all appear to be magically sealed, uh, with strange items sitting inside of them and, the items range from baubles and statuettes to scrolls. Uh, you can see several books that rest inside the shelves as well. And you look around and you can even notice that the ceiling and walls have strange glowing stones fixed into them that seem to glow. The glow in, the, 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 in these stones seem to fill the shop with enough light to allow you guys to see everything in here clearly. On the other wall, you see a framed in pictures, beautifully drawn art. Some are simple designs, while others depict highly color uh, colored creations. And next to this, you see sitting in a chair a half elf man, nose deep in a book, and his eyes never shift, even after the bell rings from you entering. He just, as he's as the bell rings, he's looking at his book, without looking up at you. He goes, Hello. I'm the infamous Ilidan, master of art and Arcane, and and then he kinda like waves his hand and the lights flicker. Ooh ah magic. Oh, what are you looking for at this time?
1: We are looking for someone who can assist us with identifying items that we found whilst on our
0: adventures. And he looks up and do any of you guys wear your adventuring medallions on the open or you guys have them hidden
1: i have mine out in the open i will will pull mine out
0: for my pocket ah so you are guild members
2: just started
5: yep
0: congratulations i love guild members they do so such good work for me sometimes i have hired them hired you guys so many times to collect rare items and uh, ingredients for my clientele so
2: like grilling things
0: No, that was not me. I did hear about that. Uh, One of my rivals put the request in. It's a friendly rival. So, uh, what do you have here for me?
1: We have a bunch of stuff. We have a small leather pouch with the gems. We have a clay flask containing a liquid. We have an orb. We have a wand. We have a strange deck of cards. And we have a simple ring that has some dwarvish runes on it.
0: Well, he looks at the... He picks up the flask and he kind of just pops the cork off and smells it, looks at it. I don't need to identify this to know that this is a very unique, berry-scented potion of healing. So, that's a potion of healing. Um, Do you want to sell it? Do you want to keep it?
1: We, We should keep this. It will come in handy one of us is to become injured. And
0: then, sounds sounds reasonable, uh, he will walk over to the globe, and you see him begin to cast as he's moving his hands over it, and after a moment, he tells you, this is what we call a drift globe. Um, creates light, can be used for distraction, it floats as its uses. It's usually helping people that don't have dark vision, but I... Not sure if any of you have that issue, but yes, if if that that is what it is, it's a drift globe, and then he kind of does the same thing over each of the other items. Uh, the wand he tells you is a wand of web, and the strange belt pouch that uh, had that strange deck of cards in it, or that odd deck of cards, is a deck of illusions, and the ring is a ring of jumping. And that is your first set of magic items. So while he's doing this is what i'm assuming abdiel's kind of watching him as he's doing this is there anything else you guys are doing in here you guys looking around
3: yeah i'll look around
0: at what he's got in stock.
2: yeah i'll look around too
0: yeah you guys yeah i mean you notice he has most of the stuff it seems geared more towards wizards uh but you do notice there is like a a ring and it looks like it's marked Featherfall. uh and then there's other other wands that are there. None of them seem to be marked. Uh, the wands don't. But what really catches your guys' eye is that around the corner, I should say, you see like an entryway. And it's it's open to where you can go in. It's just kind of got like a, a like a curtain hanging down. And as you guys kind of look inside there, you notice that there's a room with a chair. The chair looks basically like a tattoo parlor you can see that there is art on the walls you kind of get the idea that maybe this place is called images and inks because not only does he deal with magic but he also does tattoos and if you look around hard enough you actually notice that he offers what he calls temporary magic tattoos normal tattoos and permanent magical tattoos all at various prices
1: so i've got to take a step back and I've got to break the immersion mm-hmm. because I've just gotta say that this is a freaking deck of cards that is like Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, life.
5: pretty much. <laughs> yeah,
1: I had good old, deck of illusions. good old deck of illusions. Throw down that Blue Eyes White Dragon. See what yeah, happens? We, we, wow. So. The, way, the way
0: we'll do the deck of illusions is I will. I'll have a deck of cards over here um and i'll draw from that deck and that's what we'll we'll base it off of when, when we go to use those things
2: that's
1: fantastic so. well it's time to do, 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 do. <laughs> introducing
2: our new fifth playable character <laughs> <Mubi Yoto. laughs>
0: but yes like i said you guys notice that inside here not only does he sell magic items he has a small room where he does tattoos normal and magical tattoos I really want to get a bad tattoo. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Can I look at the prices?
0: Yeah, he actually has um, prices on them. for For normal tattoos, a a small tattoo is one to five gold. Medium is eight to twelve, and large tattoos, like ones that cover like your whole back, are ten to twenty five gold. Now, the temporary tattoos, it looks it's a little different because you can see that there is how many times you can the the tattoo is usable. There's a price to that, and then also depending on how powerful the spell is, there's a price. You can see, for example, if you wanted to get a a cantrip spell tattooed on you, if it was a one-time use, it'd be 25 gold. Three-time uses would be uh, 45 gold. Each of the uses is 10 gold, 20 gold, 30 gold, and then the levels of the spell go up from 15, 25, 250, 500, 750, and 2,000 for a 5th level spell. And he, and he does have examples. Like for example, if you wanted to get a light tattoo and be able to use it three times, it'd be forty five gold. If you wanted to get a spell that lets you counter spell and have it twice a day, or not twice a day, twice two two uses, it'd be it would cost you five hundred and twenty gold to get that tattooed on you. Um, and that just it gives you a couple examples of how the spells would be you know rated for costing. And he sees like you guys kind of looking. Uh, are you interested in a tattoo, or are we just here for the identifying the items?
4: I think I'm gonna hold off on a tattoo. <laughs> One, I'm not sure if a tattoo would take. I'm. Oh yes,
0: I have special tools for for dragon scales.
4: Oh my. Well, I think my pockets are a bit too shallow at the moment. Understood. <laughs>
0: what about you?
5: Aka looks up at him and says, "I'm just here with them for now."
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
5: So, I don't even know what that is.
0: Oh, and he, he lifts up he lifts up uh, his, his robes on the arm, and you can see that he has several tattoos on him. Uh, and most of them are, like, normal tattoos, but you can see several mixed into the, the sleeve that that kind of have a little bit of a glow to them. Different glows. And he's like, these are tattoos. And he points to a couple of them that look like tribal symbols. These are just normal. But you see this... The snake that's glowing over here. Yes, this this is a uh, magical tattoo.
5: Oh, okay. So just like fancy body paint, but permanent.
0: Now, well, these ones, he points to the to the snake again. This is not permanent. It stays on there until I use it a set amount of times, and then it'll just burn away. It doesn't hurt when it burns away. It just, the ink burns away.
5: Inaka nods in, understanding. Um, yeah, because, you know, they don't have body mod like that in in the Beastlands.
0: <laughs> you know, th- there's not a lot of people that do the, the, the tattoos with magical ink. It was uh, something I learned. My father was a very powerful s- sorcerer, uh, but he always wanted me to follow in his footsteps. I wasn't quite interested in the things he was, but I loved art. And I found that I was... Talented with both uh, spells and ink. And so I kind of combined the two and found a way to turn this into a business.
5: Well, it's very cool. Thank you.
0: So is there anything else I can do for you? Is there, I mean, we do have several items here. We have... He kind of points to some necklaces and things like that, but they all have like 200 gold pieces, 500 gold pieces, different prices on them. Um, the cheapest one is a 75. A pendant. Uh, it looks like a teardrop pendant, and it's and it's seventy-five gold. That's the cheapest thing he has.
2: I think I'm gonna pass. He won't tell
0: you any of it unless you ask him what it is. He intentionally leaves most of them not labeled, so people are less
3: likely to steal it if they don't know what it does. Fernilex <laughs> is a talker. He'll.
4: What does this one do? He points to the teardrop.
3: Oh. Ah,
0: that is a. Um, it allows you to. Do, it glows when there are undead within 30 feet of you. Oh. Regardless if they're hiding or not. It's, if you wear that and it begins to glow on your neck, you know that there are foul creatures afoot. Interesting. You also see a candle and a medallion shield and what looks like a, a choker, some type of metal collar. If you're actually looking, Renalex, you do notice that that necklace that was 200 gold pieces... Is actually has what looks like a Bahamut on it.
4: And this piece, it. What is this?
0: Um, yes. Um, oh, you are a follower of Bahamut. Yes, I can see that now. Uh, it, it allows the wearer to receive magical healing um, whenever they would, whenever they would, whenever they would cast healing on themselves or somebody else would heal them. It helps increase their healing amount. How much is
4: that? Two hundred gold pieces. <laughs> Me, things that heal you, quite valuable. So. Surely, no. I'm. I am not saying that they are. That your pricing is out of this world, just out of my reach for this moment.
0: Maybe when we visit again. Perhaps I'll keep it on hold for you for the time being, since you are a follower of Haman. I don't see too many of your kind come down from the mountains, so I'll keep it on hold for the time being. But if somebody does come in and offer more than its value,
4: I will be honest with you. I will probably sell it. Perfectly fine. And understandable. Thank you. Yes.
0: Well, if you're not here for ink and I did my service as in accordance with the the arrangements I have with the guild, I mean, I will get back to reading my book if you don't mind. If you do anything, please stop by and let me know.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Aka hops out quickly because she was getting real uncomfortable in there because, you know, they weren't going to buy anything because everything was too expensive. But she felt bad because she doesn't understand any of the norms.
1: Oh no. Well, le- are there any of the magic items that we don't want to keep?
3: Um, out of character, the, I mean, do
2: we need? Do we need the wand of web? Because I don't think we do.
3: That could be cool. I mean, it could be useful. That's utility.
2: Web, web is, web is very
3: useful. Yeah. Like I, I, I think the drift globe is pretty much useless in this group, if I'm not mistaken. I'll, I'll say this as an action I can give us all dark vision out to 300 feet for an hour I think
1: oh can you cast can you cast the light cantrip?
3: uh I probably can prepare prepare it
1: oh I know the light cantrip what am I talking about
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so between me being able to give you guys like hella dark vision and us having light cantrip on deck I I think the drift globe I would be
1: down for selling selling the drift globe
2: yeah, I think we should sell and,
1: it. And, buy, and seeing how much money we get for it and potentially buying you that item that
2: increases your healing.
5: Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think that's an excellent idea.
2: <clears throat> Pardon me. How much would we get for this little drift globe here?
0: It's an uncommon magic item. Um, let me see here. He starts looking over his different different pricing that he does for items. Um, I could probably give you 200 for it, or we can just trade the Drift Globe for the the item that your friend has there that he was looking at. I could, there's plenty of people in this city that would like to have a light source.
1: I think that this is a wise decision, that we should do so. This is a, seems like a fair trade. Vernalax, would you benefit from that item?
4: My assumption is yes.
1: Is everyone in agreement? Yes. Three well then illidan i think we have a
0: deal all right and he takes it and he pulls you well actually what you do notice is he begins to cast a certain spell on the door that you see there that 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 contains the item and then all of a sudden you see he's able to open it he takes out the medallion or the, the necklace and he puts it down and then he picks up the drift glove and he puts it kind of like in the same place, closes it and then you see him basically do the reverse and then it looks like it's magically locked once more. And he turns around and he hands around a this necklace of Bahamut. I am humbled by all of your generosity. Thank you.
1: It will ultimately benefit us all in the end.
5: Right, and it seems special to you, so that's important no. too.
0: I don't I'll. I'll get the the stats for you on uh, d d Beyond, but is basically, whenever the wearer wear receives magical healing, they gain an extra 1d4 hit points.
3: Okay, then it's any any healing that I receive no, I mean, or any healing that I do, if I cast well, no, it, it's, it's
0: both. Well, it's both. If you receive it or get, do it, it adds an extra 1d4 to it. Thank you all. And he looks happy with that trade. He, you you see me closes it and he smiles. <sighs> there are so many wizards who've been asking me for something like this. I might have to charge them more than two hundred. So this was a good trade for me. It's about what it's worth, but just for the market, there's more people looking for light sources, you know, humans and such, uh, than they are looking for uh, a healing source. So, uh, With that, I think our business is done. I will let you go. And he immediately goes and sits back down, picks up his book, and starts reading once more.
1: Well then, friends, what uh, do we have any further business?
4: Well, perhaps we should decide on where the rest of these items go
1: i think that that is a fair assumption so we have um we no longer have the drift globe but we have a wand of web a deck of illusions and the ring of jumping
2: i would like i feel like i would like the ring of jumping or is that what you were going to say
3: um i would say that whoever cannot cast healing should probably have the potion. That way, they can get one of our healers. I think yep.
2: that's and Kylie Chase. Yeah, Jace or Kylie.
5: Yeah, I was like, I could. What I could do is if I took the 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 potion, because I think I have a fly speed of like fifty. So, like, if folks were real far away for some reason, mm-hmm. I could get there. Okay, I think that I makes go. most sense for me to to carry the.
1: to carry the what's your what's your strength
2: my strength is nine
1: uh you will you (laughs) will get the ring of jumping (laughs) cool (laughs) because on a running jump you can run and jump your strength score in feet and if we have to jump over something that's ten feet wide uh i think you're the only person who can't do it (laughs)
2: Yeah,
5: that, that <laughs> right. Uh-oh. Um, and
1: I think that you should also take the Wand of Web because it's more likely that you're going to be at range than uh, you and, and uh, Akka more so than anyone else. So I think you'll benefit from that. Um, and if no one is opposed to it, I will take the Deck of illusion. Sounds it's good
5: to me.
0: You just want to be Yu-Gi-Oh. Go for it. Uh, you have no idea.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I mean... We all have fantasies <laughs> to live out, my dude. Like. Who doesn't?
4: He looks at us Facts. playing d yeah, right. Hey.
1: This got so meta, we just
2: broke the fourth <laughs> wall. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> and you guys find yourselves back out in the street. At this point, with getting to the city, the travel there, uh, going to the tavern, making your way through, getting Abdiel out, uh, learning more information about your privileges as part of being the uh, being part of the Ventures Guild and then going here it is winding down towards the end of the day it's darker out people are starting to close up shop and go out and to the, enjoy the nightlife and you guys are out in the streets you know that you have to leave early in the morning but you are still in Exolus. So if there's anything you would like to do or any conversations you want to have amongst each other, now would be the time before you start, before you go and sleep.
1: Akka, um, given that we have just met yeah. you and we've mm-hmm. yet to adventure with you, I think it is important that we understand what your strong points are.
5: Oh yes. Um, well, as you can see, and she, uh, pulls out her wings. She's like, I can fly. I can, I can scout ahead and go real high. Um, uh, i have really sharp talons and she like uh pokes uh uh jace in the leg just like not not hard but just like enough to go like it's it's like sharp sharp uh, talons um and she's like and then she pulls out her bow and goes and when I'm up in the trees i can i can shoot things real well and i don't know i'm pretty good in a crowd i'm not i'm a little awkward but most people like me and she sort of like look cuz and you have to understand she is tiny she's like you know 5 foot nothing
1: oh wow um, oh jesus
5: yeah uh is the she's on the smallest end of a medium sized critter that you can think
1: I, of i i um, towers over you not not <laughs> that Abdiel doesn't tower over most people but he towers
2: <laughs> over you I just like the idea of, like, from her yeah. perspective, like in an anime where he towers over her and then just like lightning strikes over his head.
5: Yeah, but but see, here's the thing: like, the lightning strikes over his head, and then Akko goes, "Is it all right if I fly up to your shoulder?" Uh. And like big old owl eyes, <laughs> just like super cute. Like,
1: I've I've never had anyone ask me that question.
5: Oh well, I always ask. It's very rude to do things without asking.
1: I, I suppose so.
5: Okay. And so she like uh pops up and just like lands and you just it's not even that much of a weight. She's like, you know, a solid fifty pounds and just like pops on your shoulder and goes, See I'm not that big
0: Abdiel. <laughs> yeah. But
1: but now now, now 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 you're like twelve feet in the air. <laughs>
0: Abdiel, when when she's when she spreads her wings and starts to fly, um Give me an intelligence check. No, intelligence save. Oh, it's
1: save. It's the same. It's a three.
2: Oh no.
0: You feel like you you can't quite figure out what it is, but something like it almost seems to hurt your heart seeing her fly, and you you seem to get a headache as you're trying to remember what it is that seeing her fly is making you. Feel and try to remember.
1: When um, Abdiel will take his hand and pinch the bridge of his nose, he's like, "Ah, are you okay?" Abdiel, are you okay? She,
5: she Aka sees that and goes, "Oh, I'm sorry," and like hops back off of his shoulder. And goes, "I'm sorry. No, did I hurt no, you?" No, no, it
1: was not you. Uh, a, a, a memory, perhaps. I, I, I don't know why, but I, I'll be fine.
5: Okay. <sighs>
0: you hear something in your head and then it fades away.
1: I, let's see. It's, it's been a long day thus far. Perhaps we should wind down and prepare to find this Isangar sand in the morning. Very well. That
5: sounds good to me. The, the thing that I, what, the last thing I'd like to do um, before we uh, turn in for the night is that um, Akka would like to write a note to um to Lord saren it to and give it to Orla and it just says something like do you like how I gave you the 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 win over the Tribune question mark <laughs> and 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 uh that's that's it <laughs> nice
2: um while we're bunkering or heading or relaxing I I'm just going to go in the bar and just like draw a little bit of like sketch out some of the stuff that has happened just drink water
0: all right so you're down there having some water and sketching scenes around you Akka's up writing a letter what is Vernalax and uh doing
3: Vernalax would probably uh get a large meal from the Soaring Guardsman, sit right beside Akka and then start asking her every question under the sun about where she is from
2: and and all her people.
1: uh I think Abdiel, Abdiel would
2: just join them. Are we all just sitting together?
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: it's what friends do, man. I no. Well, I'm I'm asking that because I noticed like how he is eating, and then I'm going to sit on the opposite side of her.
1: <laughs> you that one left-handed person in the group? Like, I, man, I gotta sit on this I,
2: side I, of the table. You know, we talk about left-handed I people. am left-handed.
0: Yes. I'm left-handed too. Don't be talking about <laughs> left-handed people. Yeah, solidarity. (laughs) I think Jace gets an inspiration just for being left
1: handed.
0: (laughs) you're in trouble now. uh, You guys are sitting there and you know, you're enjoying your food. Uh, what kind of questions is Vernalax asking? Uh, Akka,
4: oh god, uh, probably just like so. Tell me about your people and where you're from. Like, what is your family? You have family, I assume,
5: yeah my family um well so um we're of the northern tribes and they're very large uh deciduous trees uh, that we live in um and there's sort of a mixture of all of us there's there's lots of owl folk like myself um there's some other uh Bird folks that we don't get along too well with, but that's okay. That's all water under your bridges. Um... I haven't traveled a whole lot. Brief- or This is a new, new thing for me. And I think uh Vernalax can tell that she, uh, Akka is dancing around the family question. Um...
3: <laughs> yeah, no. Dad, um, he, he would probably switch the subject
4: as soon as he pick pick that up. Uh, oh, yeah. Of of course. So big, disinterest. Well, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. So what has you out in out and about and adventuring and with the arcane order? At that.
5: Yeah. So um, I decided to go on an adventure, and well, um, I got a little over my head, um because most things have, are over my head um, and then I happened to find uh, Lord Saren who was very kind um, and um, I did some adventuring and helped. And he helped me get my uh, Adventurer's Guild medal and um, he said that if I ever got into trouble um, that I just had to show that's where you, and she pulls out the ring um, that she tried to sneaky uh, do earlier and go and he gave me this ring to say that like if I needed help that all I had to do was show the ring and he and he would help me so um, and and so she's uh, showing them the ring um, that helped them get into the tower and uh, that's how I end up here because uh we came across um, the some some very ghastly creatures uh uh, because of the crash sites, and so, uh, and I, and I dispatched some quickly, and so he was impressed. And that's why I'm here.
4: What has you so interested in the crash sites?
5: Well, they're impacting everybody. And I know that people are afraid of, well, my people, and, and the, and the people, uh, like the, the Leonans and, and various others. Um, from my community, and, well, we've been a little isolationist recently, for reasons, and, um, well, I figured it would be best if, if I went out to make sure that everybody was getting help.
4: That is very noble of you, Phantom. I think that you've found the right, well, you found the right friends.
5: Two. And she, she looks over at each of, of them uh, and she looks at uh, Jace's drawings and Frenilek's and <laughs> just like, you know, downing all this food and looks over at Abdiel and goes, So, I know that we rescued you from from that nasty uh, Tribune person. Um, why would someone take you? And she, and she just... And she sort of... Uh, does the... Again, like, the thing that the owls do with with eyes with, sort of squish down um, to get, like, a what's going on kind of vibe.
1: I... I'm not particularly proud of my past, but I once had an encounter. Uh, a battle, so to speak. Uh, I was part of a group and lost my temper, in so doing unleashed a, a power that I was not aware that I had, and it resulted in unfortunate consequences. They were unintentional, of course, but that did not matter. I strove from that day forth to help those, indeed. Not to carelessly lose my temper. I was approached in the village that I was living in by Bernalax and Jace, we set off on this adventure, but I must never forget that some of my earliest memories that I still have are not necessarily pleasant. I don't blame those men. I don't blame them for wanting answers of me fortunately i don't have very many answers to give him but i do know this wherever we are able to do more good than harm i will strive to use my strength to do so
5: can i do a insight check sure oh that's a nat 20 ayo uh 22
0: uh what does she pick up from you
1: Um, he's being genuine. Um, he... You get the sense that you sense, like, great remorse from Abdiel. Um, he genuinely feels like he made a, a, a serious mistake in his past, and he's trying to atone for it.
5: Okay. So I think Akka, uh, nods takes uh, her hand um, and, and puts it on Abdiel's and goes we all have to deal with the things that we have chosen or whether it was on purpose or through uh, circumstance and press forward and just try to make better of those situations and then she takes her hands back.
0: Thank you. And as you guys finish your meal and your drawings and your conversations, uh, you find yourselves all at, at some point going to your rooms and laying down for the evening. And Abdiel, while you are sleeping, you feel a coldness wash over you. And you hear strange whispers in your mind, angry voices that you can't quite make out all screaming and yelling. And then you feel this bright light glow and the voices are pushed back. The darkness is pushed away as a warmth begins to overtake you. And when you wake up, you find yourself on the roof of this tavern and you have no idea how you got up there and that's where we'll stop <laughs>
2: <laughs> What? did you sleep climb up to the building
5: <laughs> Yeah, I did. That
2: is a new one.
0: hey travelers thanks again for listening to our amazing adventures i am morgan your master of games and i just want to say that i hope you continue to come back and listen to the story we are creating together if you can give us a follow and share us with others it would mean the absolute world to us. And remember, whether it's at the table or in life, never stop rolling. Thanks again. Have a great night.